You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. I'll stand up for a moment as we get ready to receive the word of God and get you guys out of here to enjoy your Sunday uh, afternoon, amen, and just... Uh, Rejoice, amen, praise the Lord. Let's just get ready to receive God's word today, amen. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you today, Father. I thank you for everything, Lord, from our worship to our praise to our offerings to our announcements to everything that's taken place so far, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for for just the people that you have surrounded my wife and I in, Father. As we celebrate not only 17 years, Lord, Father, but celebrate the birth of, of my gift, Father God. And so I just thank you for everything, Lord. I pray right now, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will be loosened in this place. But for those that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say. That we leave this place changed and renewed in Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's people say, amen. amen. Come on, give the Lord one more praise, amen. Go ahead and grab a seat this morning, amen. We're going to amen. I want to minister a message I entitled, God is looking for someone. God is looking for someone. Amen. I want to turn to to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 22, verse 30. Book of Ezekiel, chapter 22, verse 30. Amen. I'm reading out the New Living Translation. And the Word of God goes like this. "I, I look for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I search for someone to stand in the gap. Somebody say, stand in the gap. End of the wall so that I may, may not destroy the land. And it goes on to say, but I found no one. Amen. I look for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I searched for someone to stand in the gap, in the wall, so I couldn't, wouldn't have to destroy the land, but I found no one. Church, God is looking for someone to be the voice. In our text here, God says that he's looking for someone, that he's searching for somebody. Here we can see that God is on a manhunt. Come on, he's looking for someone that will give their lives to the cause of rebuilding torn walls of righteousness. God is looking for someone that will stand in the gap, amen. But our text goes on to say that he found no one. This speaks of the corruption of people at that time in history. No one, listen church, no one was living righteous. Come on, in this time, amen, no one was doing the right thing. No one was living right. No one was doing things that were supposed to be good, amen. There was nothing going on in the land, so God was looking uh, for somebody uh, that would stand for the cause of righteousness, amen, that, that God would not destroy the land, and he searched and searched, and he found no one. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 4, and the NIV says this, 
But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days and people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy and without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Sounds like a voice of corruption and rebellion that we hear in the world today. Come on, if we look at our world today, corruption is here. Come on, no one is standing in righteousness. No one is standing in the gap, amen. And God is looking for someone to be the voice, amen. God is looking for someone to stand in the gap today. God is looking for some of you to stand in the gap in your family because it has to start in your home. Come on, you cannot stand in the gap on the outside if you're not standing in your own home. And we're looking for moms and dads and husbands and wife that will stand in the gap for their children, amen. We need children to rise up that will stand in the gap in our school districts, amen. That will raise a right, a banner of righteousness, amen. That will stand for what is right, amen. We need people today, teenagers, young and old, that will stand in the gap, amen, for our world, amen. God is looking for somebody. See, here in our text... We see that church leaders, disciples, churchgoers, amen, all failed. No one was able to save it from destruction. No one here was a, uh, care, cared enough to pray. No one here cared enough to seek God's mercy. No one cared enough to be the voice. They were all involved in their own lives. Too busy building their own homes. Too busy involved in other things. Listen, church, there is nothing wrong with building your house. There's nothing wrong with doing something outside and family get-togethers and everything else. But, but if you're putting those things in front of God, then there's a problem. God should be first above all things. Can somebody say amen? Because if you put God first, everything falls into place. But if you put other things in front of God, guess what? Other things fall out of place. Come on, you ever try to do things putting God second? How does that work out? Come on, it does not stand, amen. There's, there's not a foundation. But when you start to put God first, amen, then he starts to put things in order in your life. We, we, we need to put God first, amen. Matthew chapter 6, 33, NIV says, but seek first his kingdom. Somebody say his kingdom. And his righteousness. See, back in, this, in our text, there was no one standing for righteousness. We need somebody to seek the kingdom of God and seek his righteousness. And this is all these things will be given to you as well. The Amplified puts it like this. But first seek and most importantly seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom, his righteous way, his way of doing things and being right, the attitude and the character of God, and all these things will be given to you as well. Here in our text, the people forgot to do that. It's kind of like in the church today. Everyone wants to go to heaven 
but no one wants to die for the cause. No one wants to stand in the gap. No one's willing to stand for righteousness. John chapter 12, verse 20 says this, I tell you the truth. A grain of wheat must fall to the ground and die to make many seeds. But if it never dies, it only remains a single seed. In the kingdom of God, listen, you must die in order to live. Let me say that again. You must die in order to live. You must lose in order to gain. Come on, somebody. In Luke chapter 9, 23 to 24, NIV says this, Then he, Jesus speaking, said to all of them, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me, for whoever saves their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. We must die and die to live. We must die and die to live. Jesus says in order to really live, you must die. Come on, you have to die to self, amen, and live a life of sacrifice. Come on. Serving God is not going to be a skip in the park. Can somebody say amen? Come on, serving God, let me tell you, along with serving God, you got to pick up your cross, you got to put on your crown, meaning that you're going to have to suffer a little bit, and some of us, we may have to die. We got to count the cost, church. This is not a game. Come on. Everyone wants to get in, but no one wants to die. We, we have to die in order to live, church. Amen. Now, let me tell you, Romans 12, 1 says this, NIV says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and God. This is your true and proper worship. If God, if Jesus hadn't died, amen, and listen, if there was no cross, there would be no resurrection. There will be no Easter Sunday, amen. There will be no celebration Sunday for us, amen. The same with us, amen. Unless we die, amen, we will never really live. Are you ready to die? You've got to die to self. You've got to own desires. You're going to have to die to your own plans and your own wants. Come on, if you want to be used by God, if you are a true disciple of Jesus Christ, God says uh, you must deny, you must deny your plans, you must deny all these things. Uh, pick up your cross, put on your crown, amen, and follow him daily. This is not a Sunday thing. This is a Wednesday thing. This is not when you feel like it thing, amen. It has to be an everyday thing, amen. You got to crucify that flesh because you got to die in order to live. Everybody wants to live. But nobody wants to die. See, some of the most rewarding times in my life came through death. Come on, giving up something for God, stepping out in faith, giving up my time, giving up my money, giving up my family. Let me tell you, I love all those things. But I had to give up my mom to come out here. It's the truth. Mom, I love you, but I love Jesus more. See ya. 
doesn't mean I don't love her. I just love God more. Bible says if, if, if you love your brother, sister, son, daughter, granddaughter, grandson, mom, dad, uncle, whoever, you're not worthy to be my disciple. My God, my, my God saved me to use me, but my mom also released me because she prayed for me. You got to lose some things, church, in order to live. Most people never allow themselves, listen, the opportunity to experience these rewarding times because they settle for safety. They settle for comfort, security, 401K. Come on, there's nothing wrong with all that stuff, but let me tell you, you cannot put your security in that, amen. They stay in their, their, their daily routines. You know what? People become predictable. Come on, they, they rather stay on the comfort, amen. No one wants to step out. No one wants to die, amen. No one wants to do anything. They want heaven, amen. But they don't want to step out of their security, amen. They don't want to do anything great for God. And God must be up in heaven, sometimes looking down over the heavens, shaking his head at the great potential in his creation that many way have turned, to the opportunity, turned away from the opportunities to impact the world because we're stuck in our selfish ways building our own homes, chasing our own dreams. Come on, somebody. Well, that's a good place for a well. Hallelujah. Come on. We were chasing all these things, building houses, building dreams, building all these things. Amen. And God says, what about me? There you go. Where is God in your list? Is your job on top? I've been telling some of the men here, they're not coming here on, on, on the days they need to be here. You need to find another job. That's not of God. If it's taking you out of church, it's not of God. Come on, the devil's designing the coming, and I know that we have to work, and we have to do our things. But let me tell you, there are jobs out there that will line up to the will of God if you ask God for it. Amen. You need to seek God. You need to say no to those things that look good and say things that, you know, God, I'm going to wait. I'm going to trust Come on, we need people to stand in the gap of righteousness and say, I'm not going to stand in the, in the gap of compromise. I'm not going to stand in the gap of easiness. I'm not going to stand in the gap of comfort and security, amen. My security is in Christ, amen. It's not in my money. It's not in my bank account. It's not in my 401k, amen. It's in Jesus Christ because when all that is gone, that does not go with you, church. The state will take it. Your kids will take it. So I told my baby, whoa, spending everything before we go. Well, thus saith the Lord, enjoy yourself. Treat yourself. Love your wife. Don't leave nothing for the kids. Let them work for it. Hallelujah. Come on, Hallelujah. Teach them how to get their own money. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
But God must be looking in heaven, man, and shaking his head at the great potential that he sees in your life. And he says, man, man, come on, put me first, man. We can make impact in this world. He must shake his mind and say, man, what a waste. What a talent. A given talent to people to use for my kingdom, not for yours. And he shakes his head and says, man. Great potential in my creation, yet they turn away from it. See, in man's pursuit of security, they often settle for the ordinary, which leads to spiritual corruption and immorality. This is not what God created us for, church. He created you and I for greatness, not to be ordinary. Come on, somebody. Come on, we're not created to be ordinary, amen. Come on, we are created to be something great in the kingdom of God. We are made to live out God's will in our lives with a courageous, faith-filled life. This is what leads me is uh, his courageous, his, his courage that he put inside of me, the faith that he put inside of me, amen, to live a life for him, amen. See, God will never ask us of anything that can be accomplished on our own ability, he offers, instead he offers his ability to work through us. He gives us the faith to overcome the opposition when we give him our lives. When you say, God, here I am, use me. God, I'll stand in the gap. God, I'll step out of my comfort zone. God, I'm going to put my life in your hands. I'm going to trust you, amen. Then God works his greatness through you. I don't, I don't hang on to the security. I don't hang on to what I know. I, I don't hang on to my ability only. God, I need your ability in order to step out on this. Because if he simply gave us everything that we can handle in our own ability, guess what? We won't push it. But when he calls you out to do something great, then you're going to have to say, God, I, I need you. See, we need Peters to jump out their boats and start walking on the greatness of God. Then keep our eyes on God and not away from God because then you'll sink. God's looking for those that will stand in the gap. God's looking for those, amen, that will make a right call and stand for righteousness in this land today. Someone that would go and say, God, I, 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 I can do so much, but you know, God, I'll step out, but you're going to have to step in. It's when we give our lives to him that when we lay down our lives to him because he... He did that for us. See, he died for that we can live. We have to die for others to live. I was sharing with the Goldman on Thursday, man, that if we are disciples of Jesus Christ, then we got to make sure that Jesus really has our whole heart, our whole life. Come on, when we came to the altar, amen, he says, give me your heart, give me your life, give me your everything. we we, we got to give him all. Man, we can come to the altar by emotion. We can come. We know we need to do the right thing. But are you really giving God your whole life? Are you really giving him your whole heart? It says, God, this is my heart. It's bruised up. It's beat up. It's been stomped on. Amen. It's been shattered, broken, whatever it is, God. Uh, here it is, God. I'm going to give you my broken heart that you can fix it and you can use it for your kingdom, God. Uh, because I cannot do it without it. you got to fix my Here's my heart. Here's my life. My life does not belong to me. God, I'm here to do your will and your will only. 
See, it has to be an everyday thing. It has to be someone that will stand in that gap and say, God, I'm going to stand for my family. I'm going to stand for my marriage. I'm going to stand for my unsaved a son or daughter. Amen. I'm going to stand in the gap, God. I'm going to stand with what is right. Amen. Even though everyone else is standing for something different, I will stand out for you. You have to stand in the gap. We're not the only generation to have problems, church. Or the people that are living below God's standards. Jesus encountered a group of men fishing, amen, that were living below their standard, amen. And if he had not called them and convinced them, amen, they would have all died, never experiencing anything in life but just catching fish. Come on, if you don't step out, you will never experience anything that God has for you if you just come in and just simply sit down. You'll come and you'll die. And that's it. God didn't call us to come and die, but to come, get saved, and then be used by him. Come on, you want to experience the supernatural of God? You want to experience the true power of God? Then you're going to have to step out. You're going to have to step in. You're going to have to be convinced when Jesus says, come, drop what you have, drop your life, and follow me. Jesus told him, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me, and I'll make you a voice for the voice. I can just see Peter telling Jesus, where are we going? And Jesus turning around and says, we're going to change the world. Woo, come on, I'm, sign me up. Let's do it. Where are we going, Pastor? We're going to change the world. This is what we're here for. We're here to change the world. We're here to change circumstances. We're here to change our city, amen. We're here to change our workplaces. We're here to change our school district. We're here to change this district, amen, and this world, this state, amen. We're here to change. Come on, the world for Jesus Christ, amen. We're here to call people out of darkness, amen, using his voice, amen, to come into his marvelous light, amen, and say, God has something better for you, not just to live and die, not to just to get up, work, and die. Come on, but to live. We're going to change the world. We're all superheroes for Christ. I knew it. And I am Iron Man. <laughs> for you. <laughs> Come on, we got any Wonder Womans in here? <laughs> We need superheroes in the kingdom of God that will fight for the wrong and stand for the right. They'll stand in righteousness. They will fight for those that can't defend for themselves. That's you guys. Who are you in the kingdom of God? Come on, you got to claim your status. You got to claim who you are. Amen. Come on, you you can't just say I'm I'm just here. I'm, no, you're a somebody. All you guys are somebody in the kingdom of God, amen. You got to claim that, amen. Tell the devil, shut up. Shut up. 
Come on, I, I, I'm somebody, amen. I, I, I may not look at, amen, I may not feel like, like a superhero, but deep down inside, I'm, God, I'm God's creation, amen, hallelujah. Come on, I'm made for something greater and better, amen. I have potential, I have destiny, amen. You got to speak to yourself. You got to encourage yourself in the Lord. Don't listen to the lie of the devil. Slap the devil. The devil's not your spouse, so don't slap your spouse. I'm going to slap the devil out of you, woman. <laughs> That's not the devil. Our battles are not against flesh and blood, amen, but against principalities, against those in darkness, amen. Know who you're fighting, superhero. Come on, tell yourself, I'm a superhero for Jesus. I'm a superhero. Come on. Raise, come on, come, come on. Come on. Call the devil out. Some of you guys don't call the devil out. You just submit to him. Well, yeah, I am a failure. You start to, you start to think all that he tells you. He's a liar. The Bible says he's the father of lies. Why do you listen to a liar instead of the truth? Come on, you're a child, you're a king, amen. Come on, you're an overcomer through the blood of Jesus, amen. Nothing formed against you shall prosper, says the Lord. You got to stand on the promises. I'm chosen before, my, before I was in my mother's womb. He called me, amen. You are called, somebody say amen. You're called. You are chosen to do great things. Jesus Wants to pour his life and heart into ours, to those that respond. When he called his disciples, his disciples, he offered them front row seat to the supernatural. Front row seat of people being delivered from different kinds of bondages. He offered a front row seat to see lives change and blind eyes open and, and deaf ears open, amen, dead rising, amen, and so much more. They were there to see the first prostitutes and other that were rejected by society from a lifestyle of sin to be a, a productive follower and disciple of Jesus Christ. They had front row seats. Church, that front row seat is still available today. Come on, I've seen lives change in this place for 17 years, amen. Bondages broken in lives, blind eyes seen, deaf hearing. Those that were rejected by society become productive in the kingdom of God, amen. And I'm, yes, I'm talking about you. God has changed your life. And he's gave me and my wife front row seats to see the miracle. You guys are miracles. Man, I, I remember you coming in broken. I remember you locked up in your, in your stuff. I remember you, how blind you were. I remember how deaf you were to the, to the words of God. Amen. I remember you coming in broken and God changed you. He gave me front row seat to see it. It's like, yeah, it's like a movie. You're a movie, man. I'm seeing superstars being made. Come on, superheroes are rising up right before me. Come on, they came in as nothing and transformed. Somebody just popped right now. Yeah, there it is. The missing piece. Hallelujah. We're transformers, some of you. 
God does for us. He changes. Starts on the inside and all of a sudden pops on the outside. Got to see the transformation. See, this is what I see in the front row seats. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I see hearts start to beat again. I see smiles come back on faces. I see hope rising in lives, amen. I see things, I see chains being broken. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's great from up here. It's great being in the front row. It says, God, just sit down. Watch what I'm going to do. I say, okay, God, let's go. Let's do it. Eating popcorn. What are you going to do there? What are you going to do with that family? Ooh. What are you going to do with that dude? What are you going to do with her? <laughs> oh, what about that one? <laughs> God, I want to see some miracles. Oh, man, you, you about to do, you're about to blow my mind. I, I'm, I'm going to sit in my front row. I'm ready. Come on, God, do something. But just like God, sometimes me, I shake my head and say, God, what a great potential that don't believe. And sometimes we get broken. I see the front row seat of destiny slipping through people's hands. Just like God sometimes sees and looks at us and says, oh, God, I have, I have so much for you, son. I have so much for your daughter. But you listen to the lie instead of the truth. Sometimes me and my wife sit there in the same position saying, oh, why? Why did they let go? The blessing, the breakthrough, that last missing piece was just right there. And they let it go. We've been here 17 years, guys, and I've seen lives come in, and I've seen lives go. It's great to see them come in, but it's hard to see them just go. And I've not seen every one of them went on. Some of them we don't even know stories about. Maybe I'll meet them in heaven and say, hey, remember me? Hey, what's up? <laughs> so God's work is never in vain. Because I know that everything that, every person that came in, I know that seeds were planted. And maybe we didn't see the finished product here. Doesn't mean it didn't finish. <laughs> Come on. But what I'm seeing is the lives that are still here that I know they're, they're lost. But it's free will. It's your choice. And then I see people in church with destiny all over them, but they're still there waiting. When God says, I've been here. I'm waiting on you. Because <laughs> you got to know you're called. you got to know you're special. Ladies, you're the apple of his eye. You're not an outcast. You're not a throwaway. You're special. You don't throw away anything. God will use anything that's fully surrendered to him. The only requirement, if you want everything that God has for you, live to die. Die to live. Live to die and die to live.
See, Jesus offers this to everyone. Jesus offered everyone he was in contact with to live a life of greatness. And he still offers it today. In John chapter 14, 12 to 18, it says this, I tell you the truth. Whoever believes in me will do the same things that I do. Those who believe will do greater things than, I, than these. Because I go to the Father. For if you ask anything in my name, I will do it for you so that the Father's glory will be shown through his Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will obey my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that will live with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he lives in you and he, and he will be with you. And I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come back to you. In John 12, 24, the, the scripture I read earlier, it says, A life that dies to itself has potential for great results. This death is to self-sacrifice. Was This death here was the strength of Paul's ministry. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, it says, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I live now in the body, I live by faith. Somebody say faith. Come on, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. God's word says death brings life, church. Paul was saying that, that when he died to himself, a new life of faith took over. It was only then that he was able to impact the world and do great things. Because he died to himself. When you die, something new comes in, church. Something takes over. You have to die in order to live. And if you're not living, then you have not died. If you are not living, you have not died. The problem doesn't lie in, in God. It lies in you. Because he came to give you life. He says, you die for me, you'll live. You die for me, you'll live. It's a simple equation to God. I need a sacrifice. I need somebody to live a living sacrifice that's holy and pleasing to me. You're going to have to die to sin. You're going to have to die to self. You're going to have to die to desire. You're going to have to die to your wants. You're going to have to die to all. If you do that, simply do that, you're going to start to live. And if we're not living, then we haven't got, we're not, we're not dying. You've got to die in order to live, church. And this stinks within our lives. I'm not talking physical death here. And though some, that may happen to others. You may die for the cause of the kingdom of God. But God's saying you need to die to some stuff here if you want to really start to live in the kingdom, to enjoy everything that the Lord has for each of us. See, there's power in one voice. Can somebody say Amen. See, it always starts with someone's voice. Listen, the key to an effective world-changing ministry lies in the power of a single soul that was transformed by Jesus Christ to be a voice for the voice. The Bible is full of people who are unlikely to do anything good, but God used them to accomplish great things. 
God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things to accomplish his purpose. Amen. Look around the room. Come on, come on. We were messed up, hang-ups, we're all messed up. And some of you guys maybe have lived a straight and narrow life. God bless you, amen. But for the majority of us, amen, we came out of messes. And God used us. There was a name, there was a man by the name of Ed Kimball. Anybody know Ed Kimball? Probably not, amen. How about Billy Graham? Everybody knows Billy Graham. Well, Ed Kimball was a Sunday school teacher who led a young man to the Lord by the name of D.L. Moody. Anybody know D.L. Moody? Come on, D.L. Moody became a preacher who went to England, got, got a guy named Say by the name of Fred Meyer. Fred Meyer, too, became a preacher and one day went to visit America. Amen. From there, Wilbur, Wilbur Chairman got saved and ended up partnering up with Billy Sunday, who invited evangelist uh, Mordecai Ham from Louisville, Kentucky. He preached at that meeting, and Billy Graham got saved. Uh, Billy Graham became one of the greatest evangelists in the world, but it started with an ordinary person by the name of Ed Kimball, amen. A, a nobody who won another nobody that started a domino effect that ended up with millions getting saved. Because it starts with one voice. All because of one voice, one soul, one to Christ. You can change the world, church, by simply sharing your faith, by being the voice. Inviting other human beings to come to know Jesus. Church, this has to become the strength of PCLV. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, you have heard me teach these things and that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them to others. This is called discipleship. Come on, what you got, the truth that you got, amen, pass that truth to somebody else, church. Come on. This principle has been proven over and over again. I mean, who knows where the next Billy Graham will come from? Maybe right here at PC, LV Church. Come on, you can be the next one. But it starts with a one. It starts with one voice, church. What a great testimony. I wonder if Ed would never have said anything. Ed Kimball would never have got saved Would Billy Graham even be here today. Would all those millions of people come to know Christ? But it takes those out here that are saying, I'm nobody. That God can use for greatness to reach somebody. Maybe you're not the one, but you're the key to reach out for the one. Or to reach that one that reaches that one. And who knows what God does. Church, our voice is the key to the future. Our voice is the key to the kingdom of God. But to reach the one out there with our voice, and who knows who we're going to reach that God's going to use for greatness. We're close today. There's countless of stories if you read the Bible. I mentioned a few that demonstrated the power of one voice changing the world. 
This principle is who we are at Praise Chapel. God is looking for someone. You look at our, our fellowship alone, there's one voice reaching another one and reaching another one. That reached another one. That reached another one. We've got great men and women just in our fellowship church. They're doing great things. Callie Nestor Lorkey in Kansas City, the Cure Church, celebrating 25 years, reaching with the voice. There's one voice of a man by the name of Pastor Michael Neville that left Oklahoma to be a voice to a neighborhood of Latinos and gangs to be a voice to reach them. He says, if you're not willing to lose something, you'll never gain anything. He lost everything to gain. Though he went on to be with the Lord, I'm pretty sure he's looking over the fellowship. And look what the one voice did that responded to the voice. Would I be here? Will some of us be here if somebody didn't become a voice? My wife and I came to be the voice for God to share what God has done in our lives, to share his good word to you, to know that there's destiny and there's purpose in each one of you guys, that God loves you so, so much, while the enemy wants to just to take you to hell because he knows that he loses at the end. Like I said, we have the front row seat of seeing lives change, man, and this is so cool on this side to see the life transform. To see people finally get a hold of destiny and say, God, I got something there to be the next preacher, the next this, the next that, the next whatever it is for the kingdom of God. There's great potential right here in this room that we, you know what? Follow me. Let's change the world. <laughs> Let's do this, man. Stop sitting down. Stop, stop, stop just sitting in your your. Everybody has problems. I got problems. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> it doesn't stop me from doing what I need to do. Problems are always going to be there, right? As long as we live in this world, there's going to be problems. Problems don't control me. Problems just let me know who I got to call to. <laughs> who are my sources? God, there's a problem. Let's, do, let's, let's get this. I'm not going to stop. If I had let my problems stop me, I'd probably stay home today. But God has done so much in my life that I can't let problems or a headache or nothing stop me. I'm going to do what I need to do. I lay hands on myself, I'll lay hands on myself. I got to be reminded of who I am. God, remind me. I'm Iron Man. I'm not no loser. The devil calls us losers. The devil calls you by your sin. God calls you by your name. You're an overcomer. 
You're a star. You're my boy. He's, you imagine God going, boy right there. I know he does that to me all the time. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm driving along the car. Jesus is right there, shotgun. I got the Father and the Holy Spirit in the back. I'm never alone. He's there to remind me. He sent us a friend, a comforter, to remind you of all the things that God has done and all the things that Jesus has done. He's there to remind you. He's there to be your friend. He's there to encourage you. He's there to give you life. Sometimes you got to say, Say die. That old man's rising up. Remember the remember when we got baptized and I was preaching on the sermon, amen of like a fire rising up. That old old man that got the killing to die to sell. Come up with Christ. Let's die to live and live to die, church. Because we got all the work to do. It's time for us.